The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss using video to make friends and earn more business. Joining us is Ethan Butte, who is the chief evangelist of BombBomb, which is a software company that helps working professionals rehumanize their business. And today, Ethan and I are going to talk about how to be personable when you can't meet in person. Okay, here's my conversation with Ethan Butte, chief evangelist at BombBomb. Ethan, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. Really appreciate the invite and looking forward to the conversation. Excited to have you on the show. I actually feel like we've known each other for a long time because we are in one of those LinkedIn groups where you support other podcasters and you know we're LinkedIn friends. I've seen your profile picture, never actually got to meet you in person. And I guess technically we're not meeting in person. We're doing this over Zoom and we're going to create a piece of content. It's great to meet the face behind the avatar. Yeah, it's always fun to jump on a call like this. We're doing this by Zoom. Of course, it's going to release his audio so we can see each other and kind of connect a little bit. Had a nice chat before we started recording. And it's so fun, especially in this time period that we're in right now, to take these digital relationships and actually spend real time and real conversations with people. So I'm happy to be here too. It's funny, you know, I used to think of your best friends, your closest relationships with the people that you spent the most face time with and outside of your you know, family or your roommates. That's kind of changed now. My best friends, I never see. I talk to them over the phone and maybe sometimes I'll do a Zoom conference. You've sort of been navigating these waters ahead of the outbreak of the coronavirus for years, trying to connect with people and make real connections using technology and specifically video. Talk to me about a what you've been doing at BombBomb, what the service is, and how has it prepared you to be ready for the craziness that we're living through these days? Yeah, it's a really good observation you make. It's funny. We did have a dramatic uptick in interest and engagement, you know, free trials. We were accelerating some of the larger deals that we were working on, especially in that April, May window. And it's interesting because the problem we solve for people in the middle of a pandemic is the exact same problem we were solving for tens of thousands of people two months before, two years before, eight years before. And so what we're doing at BombBomb is our whole goal is to get you face-to-face with the people who matter most to your success through simple personal videos. So we're not talking a lot about lights and scripts and editing and production. What we're saying is, you know that email that you spent 12 minutes typing out 
and fussing over and sending to people that doesn't represent you nearly as well as you represent yourself. So we provide a variety of recording and sending and tracking benefits to make that really fast and easy to do. So you can be there in person when you can't be there in person through video. There's an interesting data point that I've seen and I've been preaching to any of my consulting clients, which is you should be the person sending the email, not your company. And we've seen dramatic, and I think most people are more familiar with email marketing metrics, but if you're going to send a newsletter, your open rate is going to be somewhere between 10 to 30% on average. If you're going to send a personal email to the same collection of people, instead of getting an email from at martechpod.com, you're getting an email from ben at martechpod.com, your email open rates double. So talk to me about why that being personal actually matters. Why isn't it the content of the message, but who is sending it that really makes an impact? Yeah, that's interesting. That is a very well-established email marketing best practice. It's supported by data. This idea that you're from name and from email address should be from a person. And I think we have obviously gotten a lot more connected as the host of this podcast. You know very well all of the tools and practices that are available to us as operators inside businesses. But as consumers, as all this tech has proliferated, we've become increasingly distant from people like in a real human way. And so I think some of what we see when you send an email as yourself that actually sounds like you if you're a writer and you're going to type it all out, or if you're going to record and send videos that it's actually you, I just think that it is a return to something that we deeply need as social creatures and fellow human beings, which is a little bit of connection with another person. You feel a little bit when you get an email from office at, or my favorite is no reply at. It's so like, who sends no reply? I get it. You don't want to reply. No one's manning this email address. That's fine. But I think most people prefer to be treated as people and not as numbers. And I think that that is one small thing we can do is sending from a from name and a from email address that's a person and representing ourselves either through the way that we write our emails or even better through video. So the idea here is that being personable makes people feel like they're dealing with a person, makes them feel like a person, which improves your conversion rates. There is sending from your personal email. You mentioned using video instead of using text. Talk to me a little bit more about ways where marketing outreach can be more personal. Well, I think the best thing going on in general is most of what we're positioning is anything that's alleged to be artificially intelligent is really just automation or advanced automation. But to the degree that we can use the data we know about people, data that we have about people to send messages that are more timely, relevant, and specific, the better off that we are. Even though it is automatically generated, it can still feel personal. The context of it can feel personal. And again, that's true whether it's a text email, a reminder, a promotional email, a video email. You can record a video once and use it over and over and over with a thousand people as soon as they hit a certain point in the life cycle or they perform a certain set of activities or they fail to perform a certain set of activities. And the context itself will feel highly relevant to the person as if we are recognizing who they are, where they are in the process, what they've done or not done. And we're speaking more specifically to them based on the data that we have available. I think that's one really good way to go. I think the messaging is an important part of humanization, is an important part of being personal. We will talk plenty about video versus text, but when you're thinking about writing messages that are personal, 
What are some of the things that you need to consider? You mentioned artificial intelligence can be a great way to mine for data. What are some of the ways that you can make sure that you come off as personal? The single most important tip I would have here, and it's been said many times before, if you've Google searched for copywriting tips or email writing tips or whatever, you've probably encountered this idea, but it's tried and true is write a bit more like you speak. I think that when people get into an email writing mode, they feel like they need to put on like a a marketer hat or a creative hat or whatever. And creativity is helpful But dumbing down the language to common speak instead of stilting it up as we very often want to do. We were talking a little bit of that before we even hit record is like this. I know. I know the curse of the B2B marketer feeling like they have to make themselves sound fancy as opposed to describe what they're trying to communicate. Right. It's just puffery. It's like this building yourself up and acting as if and I'm going to use the stilted language that's awkward it obfuscates the real point. Like you've hidden what someone can really grab onto quickly. I mean, it's a gift to the recipient of your email to be as clear as possible. If you're a talented writer, you're clever, you maybe have a good sense of humor and you can convey that through written emails and things, that's cool, you should do that. And in fact, other people should use some of the stuff that you're writing because it can be very warm and effective. But trying to be clever for clever's sake rather than being clear is always a drag. It, it hides what you're really trying to do from the person you're trying to do it with or the people you're trying to motivate. You're kind of like, again, throwing up some fog or smoke or something confusing or blinding rather than just being simple and clear and writing a little bit more like you speak. I think that there's the notion of being clever, which can get in people's way. What I see more often is trying to be fancy or sounding smart. And when you make an email sound sophisticated, often what you're doing is making it confusing. And sure, there is a level of sophistication that you want in your business writing, but you also want a level of simplicity and comprehension that probably matters more. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Talk to me about the appropriate way where you're replacing what would be in-person messaging 
with video and text and obviously digital messaging. Now that we're all at home and locked in the same four walls most of the time, and we're sitting in front of screens, we can't get together and meet people. What messaging should we still be sending? It's not, let's get together and have a beer. It's not, let's have a cup of coffee. How are brands still reaching out and keeping relationships alive? Yeah, I think it's the, generically speaking, kind of the check-in. And there are a variety of different ways you can do it. You don't want to check in for check-in's sake. I think if you're in a B2B environment and one-to-one relationships matter, I think something that's really easy to do that should be done more often all the time, but is especially good now, is you have so many timely and relevant reasons to reach out to people. Again, just to check in, how's it going? I've been thinking about you kinds of stuff. If you scroll Twitter or Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever you are, I would assume that if you're in B2B, you are probably connected on LinkedIn with at least some of your customers, champions, potential customers, et cetera, people you've been in contact with. And what scrolling those feeds allows you to do is know what's going on with people. It could be a birthday, it could be a promotion, it could be an article that they published or an article that they just read and shared. And so these are all little reasons, not just to like and comment, but to send emails where you're just, hey, noticed that blah, 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 right? Thank you, good job, congratulations, I just noticed that. These are all timely and relevant reasons to reach out to people and reignite that conversation. I think if you can go one step beyond the, in these challenging times, I wanted to let you know I was thinking about you. Please reply if I can do anything to help, right? One more tip here, by being personal and taking information that you're seeing online and using that as something more substantial, I think that's a good thing. Other tip here is this idea that you are typically communicating with a variety of people who are faced with the same challenges and opportunities as this one person, right? This one customer, you're probably working with people who are like that customer across other accounts. And so to the degree that you can take what you're learning and seeing and hearing as you're communicating with a variety of people and turn that into something custom for that one person. Hey, I was on eight calls last week with people that are in your same industry or facing some of these same problems or challenges. I want to share a couple ideas with you, like reaching out to check in and and maybe even provide something interesting, useful, and timely on top of that's another good thing you can do too. Yeah, I think the other thing that I'd add to that is there's also the notion of milestones and maybe not just work anniversaries, but also, hey, the quarter's coming to an end. I wanted to check in because we have a relationship and I might be able to help you do something before the end of the quarter or as you're planning for the next quarter. That's one of the strategies that I've used a lot for our ad sales for the MarTech podcast is if now's not the right time, is it okay if I check in with you next quarter when you're going through your budgeting process or you know when's your next planning process? And then you're getting consent from the person to reach back out and the messaging becomes something similar to It's been a long time since we chatted in our last conversation. You said to reach back out in your next planning process. I hope your last quarter was effective. I hope I can help you this quarter. If there's a way we could work together, let's have that conversation. There's a lot of different ways and maybe excuses. Sometimes you just send a funny gif and say, I was thinking about you. That's always a good one too. Yeah, I've done that before. I spoke with a gentleman. I'm in Colorado Springs. I spoke with a gentleman who uh, went to college here at Colorado College, played hockey at Colorado College which is a small school right here in downtown Colorado Springs. So when I go on a walk, when we are all in the office, which is now some time ago, they're constructing a new ice arena. So a couple of times I've just, as I walked by, just shot a photo and emailed it to him. It was like, hey man, 
Here's the new ice arena, right? Like super custom to that guy. I know he cares about CC hockey. He played on the team years ago. He lives in Minnesota. So this ability just to kind of bring him into town with a live update on what's going on, it's kind of a fun little thing and he appreciates it. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you have to keep the relationships personal. You also have to understand the context of the relationships. Some people you can have some fun with. I had a potential sponsor of the MarTech podcast who had actually signed an SOW and a contract. And then the coronavirus hit and we had to pause our relationship and then their budget dried up. It's not somebody I'm going to beat down their door. I understand the context that we're all living through. They had to make cuts in their marketing team. And, and you know, we still have our agreement. And we want to find space for them on the podcast. And that relationship has actually turned into, I'm checking to see how things are going. How's the marketing team shaking out? Who's left? What's the relationship? And then it's like, hey, I'm just going to check in in a quarter from now and make sure you're okay. And we've done that for, you know, a while. And now all of a sudden I'm like, I'm just, it's your monthly check-in. Here's a gift of a tiger cuddling with a bear. (laughs) You know, if you're not ready now, I'm going to send you another funny text next quarter. Because we have a, a jovial relationship. I can do that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, you have to read it individual by individual. I think that's great advice. Reaching people individual by individual, that's really the way to keep it personable. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Ethan Butte, Chief Evangelist of BombBomb, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Ethan and I are going to talk about rehumanizing marketing through video. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Ethan, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His company's handle is BombBomb, B-O-M-B-B-O-M-B, or you can visit his company's website, which is BombBomb.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.